How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Affair, Patrick and I talk about the recent elections that took place that surprised us with the results. We also talk about what's happening in Hollywood and the allegations that continue to spell out of that place. Then we talk about young basketball players who just can't keep their hands to themselves. It's going to be a good show. Take a listen. Second verse of the same song with the conclusion. Don't should be happy for the day, dog. It's just a one o'clock of great It's like every different thing I see be like. Hey, welcome once again to the Black Tie Fair show where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Jelani, and to my left. You you give me gang signs? These Jelani are from the American Sign Language. I am signing to you my name. I've just spelled Pat to you. You did not you don't even know that. I even, just I do not Discount the American Sign Language. There are folks out there who are listening to this that would appreciate the fact that I am signing my name in tribute to them. I'm letting you know right now, they don't appreciate that because they wouldn't be able to hear it because we are a podcast. You mean see it. That's what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, also, so you can spell my name Pat, right? Yeah. But you can also, like, sign Pat. But signing the word pat is like you pat someone on the back. Exactly. So you make a motion like you're patting. So I'm make, for those, you can't see it, but I'm making a motion pat. So I'm, I've now given you two ways where you can say my name. I need you to stop talking <laughs> just entirely. I didn't talk. The, the 80% of what I just did revolved around me not talking. <laughs> the explanation is what took so long. Well, I need you to stop explaining. I need you to stop explaining because I'm going to explain that we are on episode number 34 where Patrick decided that he now wants to go ahead and use sign language to introduce <laughs> himself. And we definitely appreciate that, apparently. You did learn something. You did learn something. I will never be able to recreate for you what he did, but he did some gang signs and then he told me that it's spelled Pat and that's where we are right now. But like I said before, we're on episode number 34. Thank you to everyone who's out there listening. Apparently, Thank you listening and sharing and reposting. Exactly. We're out there checking the stats. We were just talking about the stats right before we uh, started recording in the studio. And apparently, we're getting up about 3,000 listens uh, all together collectively on SoundCloud, which is amazing. And like it just keeps happening. And, like, I love the, the sharing and reposting. Yeah, the, and the, the, the love, love is it's, and it's amazing. And we just, we are humbled, honestly. Appreciate it. Definitely humbled. We, by we're like at nine months. I know. We're like I nine know. months. It's coming up on a year because nine months is like three months from for, for For those who were with us from the beginning, from the first episode, I mean, you, you, you could see, or, or, I mean, not necessarily see, but I hope you, you, you can appreciate the evolution of the it. The progression. We've, we've changed so much. We, we both have big gray beards now. When we first started this, we were young bucks. But now, it's ridiculous. And I can't even grow a beard. Exactly, which is amazing to see it happen in front of me when you knew I could, you could never do it before. All right, so let's go ahead and no longer waste any more of your time. The introduction is out of the way. Let's go ahead and jump right into the information that you guys have been looking forward to for the week. Patrick, what's new? Anniversary. Is it? Is it? Anniversary. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Not our anniversary, but the anniversary of Trump's election. 
Didn't know if you knew that. I could have lived my whole life without knowing that. So a couple days ago, we just hit the one-year anniversary of Trump's election. Not sure if you guys are aware of this, but um, we've had this president for now uh, elected for 12 months. I know. I know. <sighs> Take a collective breath, America. But you know, we did also give the president, we gave him a great big anniversary gift. The Democrats did. What are they? What are a they? big fuck you. Oh, welcome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Coming, <laughs> hailing from the state of Virginia and New Jersey. Oh, I remember that shit. Okay. So, so, so let me just run through for those who don't know that we had an election on Tuesday. We did. Okay. Now these are called, so let me just break down to you what, what, what our elections are kind of called in, in, you know, in the political nerd world. Okay. You have the general election, which is when the president gets elected, like, 56% of the country participates, right? It's the big election. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's important to us. Right. You have uh, midterm elections, which are basically two years where, uh, where where you vote in House representatives. I mean, House representatives gets voted every two years no matter what, but that's when basically it's just the House that's up for voting traditionally. And maybe a couple of U.S. senator seats, depending upon um, their, uh, their election cycle. But generally, that's called the midterm election. This year was like 2017. It's what they call an off year. Uh, an off year election. Because it's not really the midterm. It's not really the general. So it's an off year. So usually in off year elections, they're pretty freaking boring. You know, you get things like governor races. You get things like uh, state legislatures that get um, that get uh, reelected. So all these kind of small little rinky-dink ones, right? Uh, maybe a couple congressional seats, Um but basically, it's called an off-year election. Now, off-year elections are not really that important, but this one fucking is important. Okay, so the big news is Virginia. Okay, Virginia is considered kind of a purplish, bluish state. You know, uh, it's not really. You know, when you think of Virginia, you don't think of California. Mm-hmm. You don't think of New York. Um, but you think Southern. The right? South will rise again. Um, and so you don't really get a, a strong feeling that that kind of goes either way, but it's really a purple state. Uh, it's had a Democratic governor for the past um, two terms. Uh, so they had their election, and it was a fucking blowout. Uh-huh. The Democrats won by nine points. A gentleman named by Ralph Norman. Mm-hmm. He beat out Republican um, Ed Gillespie. Ed Gillespie is basically a moderate Republican. He actually used to be the chairman of the Republican Party before. Wasn't he backed by uh, DT? He was backed by DT, but there's some criticism from DT, uh, Donald Trump, uh, that he Ed Gillespie didn't follow his mantra and didn't follow him in total allegiance. That he kind of waffled a bit and at the very end tried to co-op some of Trump's ideas. And Trump said, because you didn't, because you didn't go full bore, that's why you lost. As a matter of fact, he tweeted that. He tweeted, like, Ed Gillespie ran a great campaign, but unfortunately... Uh, because he didn't follow me the whole way, uh, he lost. He wasn't Trump enough. Right. So he lost for uh, by nine points. And in politics, that's huge, particularly in the state like Virginia. You're talking about like 300,000 votes difference. Uh, Ralph Norman won 59% of the vote to Ed Gillespie's 45% of the vote. I mean, that's fucking astounding. Okay, And, and we're going to talk a little bit in just a moment about... Uh, the the down ballot races, like okay. the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, things like that. But I want to move on real quick to the next governor's race, which in Philly, which is in New Jersey. Okay, you know who Chris Christie is? Of course I know. That fat tub of lard. See, don't be body shaming. Just say he's a terrible person. That's how I do it. In a real life fat person suit. 
Okay, all right, but he's also terrible, terrible, terrible human. Yeah, he's a much more terrible person than he is overweight. Exactly. I, I, I can accept the fact that he's overweight. I can't accept the fact that he's an awful, awful person. Nope. Okay, so he's actually um, the person that is uh, was a Republican candidate was actually part of his administration. It's part of his staff. Okay, so she ran in his place. She's like, you know, because he's actually termed out. So he, he couldn't run for re-election even if he wanted to. Okay. I thought he had a job up there on the Hill, but apparently he just termed out. I, I knew that. I, I mm. remember that you know, I was under the impression a little while ago that Trump was going to bring him up for something. Yes, but he, he never did. quite did. He did. He actually was in charge of his uh, transition team. And then he kind of like, he kind of sort of uh consults for them or whatever that 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 that's ain't a real why, job well you know but, but that's like the whole criticism against them is that people don't know people forget that he's a fucking governor of new jersey he's been it the whole time but he's been doing all the extracurricular shit and not and not focusing on his state you're like worry about us like well you know the president needed me to do this real quick yeah i'll, I'll be right back y'all i right. promise i promise i'll be right back you don't see him as the governor of new jersey you see him as trump's you know minion right so uh he so needless to say, uh, anybody running as a Republican that say probably had a tough fight coming. Because there's a bad taste left. There's a bad taste, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and the person who ran basically was part of his staff was a staff former staff member who ran, and so there wasn't any kind of disconnect from that, right? So if you're tied to Chris Christie, then clearly, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It looks, he's, it, he's like radioactive. It looks real bad. It looks real bad. Now, um, here's kind of the crazy thing about it is that. Uh, Phil Murphy won by seven points, uh, 53% to 46%, uh, 250,000 votes. Um, I want to get back to Chris Christie real quick, uh, just to let the facts out there, but I don't want to get too excited about New Jersey because it was pretty much going to be a Democratic state anyways. I mean, that's just New Jersey. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If anything, when Chris Christie was in, he was like the outlier a little bit. Right. Um, but 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 in terms of uh, oh you know what I get to Chris Christie in just a little bit because I want to go into I want to talk about Virginia a little bit right talked about the down ballot race and some of the stuff that happened there so I want to go to that real quick and then and then we'll get to uh, New Jersey in just a second so now leading up to the uh, the victory that uh, Ralph Norman had right does Ralph Norman sound like a sexy name to you does it sound like a name that's Attractive? I don't think Ralph Norman would be in any kind of pornography. Like that, <laughs> if you're asking, I don't think he, he wouldn't have a successful pornography just, just, career. Just on name only. No, right? not not on name only. Just Maybe on name yeah, only. you know. Yeah, just saying, he's not yeah. a Ron. What Burgundy. do you what do you like picture when you think of Ralph Norman? In your I mind? feel like okay, Ralph Norman. Ralph Norman is. I'm just going off the name only. Just all right? what do you imagine? Ralph right? Norman. Ralph Norman is about 45 to 56 years old. All right. Yes. Ralph Norman has two kids. One is a teenage daughter who does not respect him. Also, his wife does not respect him. But she stays around because he makes pretty good money. All right? Ralph Norman comes home every day with his briefcase at 545 on the dot. Ralph Norman has a a, a, a certain tie, but the shirt's like a short sleeve shirt. A short sleeve shirt. Yeah. He has a tie on. That's what Ralph <laughs> right, Norman That's is. what he does. He's all those that's things. Also, Ralph Norman is going bald, but he comes over it. This is Ralph Norman. <laughs> That's just the name. You just know, the name only. Ralph, Ralph Norman to me um, is about forty five ish. Okay, right. But does but is not married. Oh, he's not married. Lives with his mom still. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Lives with his mom still. Right. Is um great at uh, uh what's that game you like to play? Overwatch. Overwatch. Oh, he's good at Overwatch. Okay. Right. He goes to all the comic festivals. All right. Okay. His job is uh, he works as a clerk. Okay, at the post office. Okay, he has a uh, uh, he does not go out and buy lunch. He not afford, but he has a brown bag that he brings to lunch every day, and sits by himself. And sometimes when he's daring, 
plays Pokemon. Okay, that is Ralph Norman to me. And you one could, could make an argument that both of those interpretations are accurate. I would say so, but I think yours is way sadder. I think both of ours are <laughs> accurate for the name Ralph Norman, but still, yours was sadder, and it was unfortunate. And he is um, Ralph Norman, now the governor of Virginia. Well, exactly. So all the bad things we said about a person who is potentially named Ralph Norman, in comparison to the real Ralph Norman, hey, you, you got him beat. So um, let's talk about what happened leading up to the Virginia race. Please. Okay. So what ended up happening was that uh, Norman had the lead uh, going go, going into maybe about the second week or so. Okay. Um, then they basically had about eight or nine point lead. Okay. So it looked like, okay, he was good. He's having a huge advantage, right? Well, it turns out that as the race started getting closer... Um, the poll started getting closer. Oh. So, uh, Q, wet, pan, wet pants wedding Democrats. <laughs> right? Is that how you say it? Pant wedding Democrats? Right. Pant what? wedding Democrats. Okay. Yeah. Cue them. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're going to fuck it up again. I can't. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, <laughs> I've been pronouncing his name wrong the whole time. Ralph Norman. I just want to make correction. It's Ralph Northam. <laughs> it's, it's, it has the same effect, but it's Ralph Northam. <laughs> no, because Ralph Northam. No, wait, folks. Wait a minute. Because Ralph Northam. Sorry. Once again, we're pulling back the green. Uh, pulling back the uh, the, the, the the um. Pulling back the uh, fucking shit. The curtain. Now you are fumbling. Whatever. <laughs> we're pulling back the curtain. All right. We're real life, folks. We're real life. We're pulling back the curtain and letting you know that he thought it was Ralph Norman. Now, we were right about the Ralph Norman name. However, we looked at Ralph Northam, who is the actual person. And this person, <laughs> well, you know what? he it's... looks a little sadder. Okay, so you know what? To pull back the current more, Spellcheck, fuck you up. Spellcheck wants to spell it as Norman. Ah. I tried to be as Northam. That, okay, well, then you know what? You know what? No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. <laughs> so, um, okay, so we're okay. So, Democrats are a bedwetting, right? I listened to the news analysts that came in about a, a day before. They were saying, oh, my God, Democrats are going to fuck it up. It's it's uh, uh, they, they, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, all uh, uh, doom and gloom. Yeah. Lo and behold, guess what happens? He blows them the fuck out. Northam wins again. Not not, not again. He wins again. <laughs> so um, it's important to know because Virginia, like I talked about, is a purple state. Okay, this is used as a litmus test, kind of an example. This is the first time that on a statewide large scale election that you were able to extrapolate and make interpretations about the um, the pulse of the electorate. This is the first time that Americans are able to go out and vote. And this type of blowout, this nine point blowout doesn't just simply happen. It happens because there's a huge turnout that uh, even beyond any of the pollsters could imagine that um, it, it, he won overwhelmingly. Okay, that actually sounds like, now, I may be wrong here. It sounded like you might have been talking about good news a little bit. That is absolutely good news. As a matter of fact, let me kind of uh, you know extrapolate it even more. When you break down the folks who actually not, not only voted but got elected, it's astounding, okay? So you're talking about... Uh, in, in the state of Virginia, they had multiple races. They had what they call statewide races, right? They had the attorney general, the lieutenant general. They were all up for election. Democrats won everything. They won governor, lieutenant general, 
Uh, I'm sorry, lieutenant governor, attorney general, fucking dog catcher. They won everything, okay? They, they won dog catcher? They, they, they made huge gains in the state legislature. And I'm going to talk about why that's important in just a second. But, for instance, uh, even the folks that they elected, okay? They've elected the first transgender mm-hmm. state legislature. I, I mean, state's legislator. They, they, they actually, um, women actually uh, beat incumbents. So, there were seats in the assembly that were not only up for election, but they weren't open seats. They, they weren't just vacant. They had to actually oust an, uh, an incumbent. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, the incumbent was what in Virginia? What ethnicity do you think the Virginia... Were they a white male? They are white male. And let me go ahead and tell you how many females actually ousted these white males. Please. Okay. Um, of the 14 seats that Democrats picked up in races... Um, 11 of them have been women. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if this was in this state or the other state, New Jersey, but I know that there was somebody, there was some Republican dude who thought he was hilarious, right? And he was talking about the women's march that happened earlier this year. Yes, that's right. Okay, and he was like, hey, I don't know if these women out here at this march are going to be late to have dinner ready on time. (laughs) Am I right, fellas? Am I right? And that motherfucker lost his job to a woman who was inspired after he said that shit. He did. Dickhead. That's right. The woman was part of the Indivisible movement. Ah. She got elected. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you some background regarding the Virginia House of Delegates. That's what they call their state assembly or their state legislature. Okay. Um, Democrats went into the election with a 66-34 deficit. 66 Republicans to 34 uh, uh, 34 House members. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. 666 Republican and 34 Democratic members. Okay, that was a deficit. And they were expected to win seats in like the low digits. Like, shit, if they were to win fucking 10, it would be like, oh my God, like gold mine. We fucking won it. Like, this is hooray, hooray. The best day ever. Just if they just picked up 10, if they just picked up 10, that's it. Just 10, 10 fucking seats. Um, It seemed like that was your max, right? Well, it turns out that um, that they won 15 seats, Jelani. 15 seats they won and might even win 17 seats. I mean, it's like unbelievable, which which would put it at about 50-50. Eh. Eh. Like, that's a, like, that is what I'm telling you is astounding. There's also stories about little county fucking elections, right? Little mayorials. Like, there's this one town, uh, it's actually New Jersey, in Hoboken, New Jersey. They actually elected the first mayor who was a sheik. I, no, a Sikh. Sikh. A Sikh. Yeah, he Sorry, wasn't a Sikh. That's, that's, a, that's a, like a, a <laughs> title. Totally title. I've seen that guy, yes. Like that, that shit just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like in, in these, in these, in places like Virginia, okay, where had they had this long-standing history of basically just electing old white men. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want folks to know why this is so important. The tides are changing. And so, um, real quick, back to Governor Christie because I want to just bash him real quick. Oh, so by all means. a little quick factoid about him: um, he's leaving uh, with the worst approval rate of any elected official in the history of politics. I'm sorry, what? In the history of politics, he is leaving with the worst approval rating ever on record. What does he approve? 17%, sir. Seven, 17? 17%. Of the whole state of New Jersey? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Like, it's awful. Like, I, who are these fucking 17% people? Who, who is 17%? Why, no. <laughs> who are they? Yeah, I know. When there's that many people who don't like somebody, I was like... There's something wrong with you when you're still on the side. It's like, hey man, the sky's blue, and it's like, I don't know. It seems, seems more like a like a lilac to me. That's the seventeen percent is basically where you're like when everybody's basically all on board, and you're like, I guess 
I don't know if I really agree with anybody else. That's what that's what seventeen percent is. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know who these people are, um, but I want to give another bit of factoid about the governor leaving. You have so many factoids. Um, when polled New Jersey residents, uh, 41% said he is the worst governor in the state's history. Oh. This is fucking New Jersey. This is like Sopranos, okay? This is like the mafia, okay? They've had many of much horrible people, including governors. Probably, but none like Chris. Chris Christie. Christie. All right, so enough about Chris Christie. Let's talk about what does this election mean or can we tell anything to lead us to believe what's going to happen in 2018? Which we should all be voting in, by the way. And that's a key fucking point is that turnout is important. Turnout, turnout, turnout. If you don't fucking turn out and you just bitch and moan or vote for people who know are not going to get fucking into office, then this is what then you get people like Trump. But if you go out and you fucking vote, you know millennials just surpassed uh, last year, just, just just surpassed the majority over baby boomers. Oh, as far as people who can uh, vote? In terms of, yeah, voting population. Ooh, did not know that. The youth the, the youth already are exceeding the, um, all about to call them old people. The ones who came before? <laughs> the mature ones? The, le- the, the previous leaders? The seniors. Sure, say seniors. The baby boomers. Just I just say, said it. Just, just say baby boomers again then. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. I, was I just put a reference what I just I said. I thought you were going to say geriatric or something. Yo, See, that this, too. This is the real shit, folks. Sometimes we make mistakes. Why? Because we're human. We bring that humanity to you. Okay. And I'm not editing any of this out. I'll leave all of it in. All right. So um, that was weird. <laughs> all of it. Okay, so what does this mean for 2018? Republicans, look out. Do not whistle past the grave. This is the first fucking canary to die in the coal mine. Okay? You look at, like, it's an odd reference. No, I want to know if you had any more analogies you want to bring up. I keep going on. <laughs> I'm sure you could. So, this wasn't just about New Jersey and Virginia. Okay? This was about up and down the entire state. And a state that's actually what they call a fucking swing state. Okay? This was a big blowout. Uh, turnout was underestimated. Um, that polls couldn't even track this. Uh, I want to give you a small example, Jelani, of what this means. There's a small county called North Ham- in Northampton County, Pennsylvania. For the first time in, this, in the state's history, in the history of the county, three or four Republicans were ousted. For the first time? In the state's, in the city's, in the county's history. Three out of the four Republicans. One got to remain on, on, on the seat because mm. amazing. Okay. Uh, Nate Silver gives... Uh, Democrats a chance of 46% chance to the Republicans 38% chance. It's only 8% difference. So the polling is not there yet. At least that's not what Nate Silver thinks. But we'll see in a couple days because after this election, his, his his polling gets adjusted. Okay. So we'll see. This is before the election. But on top of that, Nate Silver like, I mean, I know that everything's weird sometimes, but Nate, you let us down last year. Nah. Okay. Right. Just saying. No, I, I, look, I'm a fan of Nate Silver. I follow him dearly. I understand his science. Um, I can tell you that's that's what the general narrative is, is that the polls are all fucked up, including Nate Silver, right? Um, but this is how Nate Silver, whether he gets himself out of it, it's an explanation or a, a excuse, right? Is he will tell you that I do not, I, I, I am, I'm not a soothsayer, okay? I don't predict elections, but I work in worlds of probability in science, and probability will tell you this or that can occur. Mm. If anyone told you that Clinton had a 99% chance of winning that, they would be absolutely and and demonstrably wrong and they, they, they'd be overblown. 
Okay. Going into that night, he gave Trump about a 30% chance to win. Okay. I remember that. You know, I you know, I partake in sports gambling every mm-hmm. so often. And I will tell you that bookies will make lines and odds that give 500 to 1 or 400 to 1. Right? We talked about that giving people puncher's chance. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's an opportunity to win if there is an opportunity to continue to compete. Exactly. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So, like, so the, that's the, so, the so, chance so existed. In his defense. Exactly. In his yeah, defense, course, right? I know. I was giving him shit. He, he's a good friend of mine. We, we, we <laughs> have lunch all the time. Yeah. Okay. So um, keeping on it, this is great news for Democrats. Uh, uh, turnout is key. Participation is key. Absolutely. Uh, the reason why we lost last time was because people sat on their hands. Okay. I mean, and the numbers are there. It's it's just fact. Okay. So what does it mean for 2020? Okay. I don't know what it means for 2020. Okay. I cannot tell you whether it's good, bad, the same. It's too far along. Okay. There's, and anybody who can say they know exactly what this one fucking election in off, this one election in off year cycle means, definitely they're bullshitting you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, but people have asked me, Pat, 2020, uh, someone said, I can't, in 2020, there's no way Trump can be reelected again. There's no way. No, there is a way. And I said, you know, I don't like to get drafted into conversations about politics. As people know that I used to work in politics mm-hmm. and I follow it and I get very passionate about it. Yeah. But I was drafted into this conversation. Pat, what do you think? Someone asked me um, recently at a party. Uh, I'm telling these folks, I don't think Trump can get elected. You tell them that, you know, like, uh, like you agree with me, right? And I said, I don't agree. Like, I'm telling you that Trump absolutely can get reelected again. Okay, I'm not doing this to scare you, but I'm doing this because to say that um, there's, there's a couple of things in politics you have to know that are powerful tools you can have in, mm. in, in any race, right? Whether you're a fucking county board member or you're a water board member or you're a state legislator or congressman, whatever, okay? Um, the most powerful thing you can have is incumbency, okay? Uh, Trump is the incumbent, Okay, he has a name ID. He's a president. He has a bully pulpit. He can get free media whenever he wants to. Okay, he is the incumbent. Okay, um, he doesn't have to prove himself. The benefit of doubt lies in somebody else, a challenger. Okay, so hold that thought about the challenger because I will just simply tell you about Trump getting elected again. Um, he has to be fired. Okay, we have to fire him from office. Now, here's the thing about firing people. You work in an office. Yeah. I work in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard is it to fucking fire somebody? Well, there has to be a pretty good case to fire someone. Pretty good fucking case to fire somebody, right? It has to be like mounds of evidence, right? And even when you fire somebody, it takes steps to fire them. Yes, right? that's true. Now, um, even when you do fire them, when do you hire somebody, Jelani? For that job. Let's say you fire a person. Probably pretty quickly afterwards. I mean, like um, well, a couple of weeks, maybe. If anything, right? maybe yeah. a month. But it takes a time. It takes his time. It takes time because you because the fact of the matter is you have to get somebody who's going to be right for the position afterwards. Right. So it, it's difficult to say, all right, I'm vetting this new person That's right. for his position. Fortunately, with presidents, you can think about whether or not you want to get rid of somebody while you're also thinking about your replacement. So you're looking, you're doing both, you're doing betting on both ends. Right. Here, here, here's the thing about politics and voting. Okay. It's about uh, choices, right? Um, you are asking the American electorate to do a very difficult thing. You're not asking the American electorate to just, oh, okay, just let this guy go along. Just be like, okay. You're asking the American electorate to fire somebody and simultaneously hire somebody. Yeah. That is a very, very difficult thing to do. 
it's not easy. Even in the workplace, there's time that's involved in hiring and considering somebody else. Now, the presidential campaigns allow you and give you the ability to interview and to go through these certain things, right? So we can get to know people. It's like this big, long-ass interview, right? But we also have to make a decision about choices. So I asked you to... So last year was about Trump and it was about Clinton, right? I ask you now, Jelani, who are we running against Trump? No one knows. No one fucking knows. So that's my whole point, is that tell me who in the Democratic Party is is like the... The LeBron James coming out. Yeah, exactly. Tell me. Yeah, and and, and I show me Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. I, I would not be able to answer that, like because people are under the assumption that like anybody USA can show up and say I'm not Donald Trump. I'm like, well, there you go. He's right. the president now. Exactly. That's, that's not, not the, the case. Yeah. Americans make choices about these things. Okay, they show up and they and they make a choice, and that's just what I want to make it clear to people. Okay, is that it's. Getting rid of Donald Trump is... He's not getting impeached. So I just want to make that clear. It's not happening. He he would rather let his term end and him leave than him actually getting impeached. It will not happen. I did not know that. So it just... It just... Because po- impeachment is a political process. It's not a... Um, it's not a, ju- a judicial process. Um, it, 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 it takes people's political will. Now, if the Democrats... If the Democrats win the House, then you can get impeachment hearings. And then, even then, you may get it in the Senate to approve it. But you might get it, you might get impeach, impeachment trials or proceedings, but you're not going to actually fucking impeach him out of office. Uh, I not going to happen. I understand. So, um, I think we should bring our friend Chris on. You know, the uh, uh, my friend who is a political guru, the political junkie. I don't see why not. Uh, just to get his feedback, his thoughts. So we'll bring him on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, or, Episode or 40, maybe? or 40 or 50, or like something leading up to the election. Like yeah, maybe, yeah. In a, you know, like maybe next year or in maybe. the next couple of weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But I think to bring him in would be nice because he's always gives you a... He's always so energetic and gives you, a, you know, a boatload of, you know, information. We could talk about this election. Exactly. We exactly. could say, is it falling in line? Yeah. Historically, has this happened before? Absolutely. And for anybody who does not know, uh, he was actually, he debuted on episode number 10. So if you are brand new to the podcast, go ahead and listen to episode 10. And that's where Chris showed up. Yeah. He gives a lot of information about uh, what he thinks, well, what he's predicting is going to happen in the Trump election. And it's like great, great fucking information. Absolutely. He's the only guest we've had on. He's right. That's, that's, been what, you and me. that's how special he was. Yeah. So... That's all in Trump world. There you go. There you go. Bring it to them. Some other stuff. Um, and this actually, I want to talk about at the beginning, but I didn't want to start off on like a really low, depressing, you know, story. Excellent. I'm glad you um, didn't. So, I mean, Trump is depressing, but but I just didn't want to start with that because we started with a shooting last time. Yeah, I know. We can't uh, keep doing it all the time. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna bring in another shooting that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a church shooting. Yep. I'm not sure if you knew, but it was in Southern Springs, Texas. A uh, 26-year-old man opened fire, um, killing 26 people and 20 others. Um, half of those were children who were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, heartbreaking, devastating. Um, sometime before the shooting, the gunman sent threatening texts to his mother-in-law, who attends a church but wasn't there on that Sunday. Um, he has a history of domestic violence. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, he was discharged from the Air Force uh, in 2014 for assaulting his ex-wife and her kid. And the Air Force said it failed to report it. Uh, domestic violence. It, it failed to report the domestic violence conviction to the federal database, which is required by the Pentagon. Um, this could have prevented the shooter from passing background checks and buying firearms. 
Yeah, but they weren't stringent enough with that. But they always need heavy, heavy. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make this political. Well, yeah, actually, I am. Fuck it. Like they're talking about like heavy vetting for potential terrorists, things like that. Yeah. This was terrorism in and of itself. Yes. And there was no heavy vetting there. Like this person is not like the Las Vegas shooter who, even though that was a problem in and of itself, he had access to the type of weapons he had access to. It's not like out of nowhere we're like that. This guy had a history where, okay, you saw the signs. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm telling everyone I'm going to do something like this. I seem like I'm someone who's actually unhinged. The whole thing, actually, which is funny, was all based off of a situation, which is a domestic situation. He was trying to get back at his his family or his, like, his mother-in-law and like all the people. Like It was something, and it's such a small town. The town's like 300 people or something, like 600 people. I think it was 1,000. You you made it too small. It's like 1,000 people. Okay. My hometown had 120,000 people in it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just... I'm I just, had the same well, hometown. Our, I know. <laughs> you were going to break it down for me. I was like, I had the same I'm hometown. I'm just saying, it's like, it's a tiny, tiny town. My high school graduation had like 300 people in it. Of course, yes. And it's like huge. Uh, I, you know, I do want to mention a couple things about the shooting and about kind of what happened. Uh, the last terrorist attacks we've been talking about have been done by white males. Yeah. Okay. So, I just want that to just marinate real quick, okay? They have all domestic terrorism, and they're white males, okay? Um, Johnny, what if they were of Middle Eastern descent? What about that? If Imagine if they were Middle Eastern descent. Tell, tell me we wouldn't be going on full lockdown mode. Of course. Full fucking freakout mode. No, 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 of course. No, there'd be a whole lot of like things being said, but it's so... So quiet. It's so quiet. When it's a white dude. It's when so... it's a white dude, it's just like... Like, it's so... But, like, just imagine that. But, like I said before, these are these motherfucking lone wolves. It's not... It's not a... It's not an other bad guy. Like I said before in, in previous episodes, like, you need that other that I can point at and say, here's the problem. I can't look at myself. I can't say, or what are the, the things that are inherent to our society? What are the institutions that we have cultivated that have led to these results i can't bring any of that stuff up because that would mean i have to have some self-reflection i don't want to do any of that all i want to do is say well that was just an offshoot whatever that's weird but if somebody from some other country who's brown and has a beard and who looks different than me now i got somebody to point at it's all of them collectively but if it's me myself or someone who looks like me well that's a really strange situation that one time happened even though it happens over and over and over again, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> go consecutively. Yeah, I don't want to analyze that in any way, shape, or form. I don't got time for analyzing those type of things. It could have been any number of things that happened. You know, it's not a gun issue. And also, I can't believe that you would bring up guns in this time of morning. Don't talk about those right now. I hate that shit. Don't, don't you hate that shit? Don't bring that up. This is not the time for it, dude. There was a, a freaking shooting two weeks ago, and then we have another one afterwards. Like, when are you gonna be time to talk about it? Not now. Not right now. But, you know, he was so quick. Remember the last terrorist? He was so quick to say, you know what? This this terrorist came from a visa program. Remember that visa program? We're going to kill that shit now. Exactly. Now. Yeah. That means now. Exactly. Like, what that, the fuck? That's when it's immediate. That's when you have all kinds of expediency. But don't fucking touch and, guns. Don't well, you fucking it, touch my gun. It's just don't, not, don't even think about touching my gun. It's not about not touching them. It's just not about talking about them. Why would you politicize this point? That's all I'm saying. It's not about, we, can, we can talk about it eventually. Fucking touch my gun. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get to that conversation. We're going to get to that conversation. Just not right now. It's not the time. That's all I'm saying. We'll get there. Just not right now. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty annoying. Pretty annoying. So, 
Let's move on to talk about uh, something that's really fun and exciting, which is Trump in Asia. Ooh. Isn't that exciting? Trump in Asia. Yeah, I love when he gets to go represent our country so people can know exactly who America is. He's going to make us look great. He says shit like on behalf of the American people. Well, he... No, well, motherfucker. Well, he's the president. He kind of has to say that. He but, does. But he, he is, a script. But he is still wrong. True. So he's going to Asia. God help us all. Um, he stopped off at... Uh, he stopped off at... South Korea. Yay. Okay. Uh, he gave a speech. Uh, he talked about North Korea. Um, he was actually supposed to go to North Korea, uh, at least the DMZ, but uh, due to uh, weather issues, he couldn't go. So weather, Johnny, the reason why. Mm-hmm. So this is what he told the South Koreans uh, in a joint session of their Congress. He says to, he, he's talking about North Korea. Do not underestimate, and they quote, do not underestimate us and do not try us. The weapons you are acquiring are not making you safer. They are putting your regime in grave danger. He, uh, incur, uh, end quote, Trump told an audience of North Korean lawmakers uh, calling on the nation to join forces to isolate the brutal regime of North Korea. But, but he wants to make a deal with them, he said. Shut up, bro. Have a seat, bro. Have have all the seats. Have several seats. So he went to China the other day. He's uh, not done yet. He's not. He's not. No, he goes to four other countries. Oh, so three other shit. countries. Uh, now during the Beijing trip, uh, stop in, in in Asia, all around Asia, uh, President Trump made an appearance with President uh, Xi. Uh, quick background: Remember when Trump talked all this shit about China during the campaign? No, remember I remember all that. No, but but right right in front of no, I saw shit on Twitter. It was hilarious. <laughs> Basically, this dude tweeted, he's like, so you're talking all this shit about us. Remember? How about that? And then he's like, nah, man, I wasn't really saying that about you. I was saying about the other administration over here on my side of the country. That's right. So I was saying. That's right. It's like, no, when I'm over here, that's not what I really said. Like, I'm talking about other people. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, he backtracked immediately. Like, as a matter of fact, Trump campaigned on the promise to take a hard line on China when it comes to trade. Uh, while Trump did call on China to open its market and highlighted America's investment deals with China companies... Um, this took, this shown, this shift in tone was more of kind of a tough luck because he was trying to be cool. Um, I mean, he, he said that China was, uh, he said China were currency manipulators. Uh, they were taking advantage of the U.S. trade policies. And just like you said, he said to the effect, um, he said it, Trump said he doesn't blame China. Okay, he said, it's not your fault. He said, uh, for getting into unfair trade advantages over the U.S., and instead, point the finger, like you said, at past U.S. administration, specifically Barack Obama. Now, I want to break this down. You know, when, when I think things that are political, that are weird, I try to extrapolate that into just regular world situations. By all means. Like just the common man, right, experience. Um, so Trump is saying, yes, you, you, know, you fucked with us, right? But it wasn't really your fault because I had like, really, the people who were here before were really shitty, okay? That's like someone... Um, punching you in the face, okay, and you saying, I understand you punching me in the face. I'm pretty fucking ugly. I get why you punched me in the face. I would have punched me in the face also if I were you. It's my parents' fault for making but me so ugly. it is my mom's fault. Yeah. I blame her. Fuck her. Fuck her. How dare she? What's wrong with her? That's fine you punched me. It's okay. I deserved it. Yes. Fucking ugly. That's what fucking Trump is saying. Yeah. And so now Trump is trying to, you know, be cozy with President Z. He said he called him a special man. A sp- what? And that, I quote. Is that um, a... What? He said, 
uh, the two of them have great chemistry. What is it? A fucking uh, a dating service? What he is just, it? He, I swear to you, he's thirsty as fuck. Uh, he just says things though. I swear, the dude just says things. Like if, he just says I, things. The, the 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 fact that this works on anyone ever is astounding to me. Ever, he just he just says, says things. Can you just say shit at work and I, not be held accountable? Like just say just shit. You're you're a special guy. You, you're special. You're a special, <laughs> special, special person. So the two leaders talked about North Korea is what they report. They agreed the country should curb its nuclear weapons. Okay. Um, but they stopped short of announcing any new policies against North Korea. Great, 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 great job. Um, seems like it was fucking success, right? Uh, he, China, China didn't say, definitely say they would stop North Korea. Um, didn't agree to any more sanctions. I mean... Let's not fucking get twisted. China is the key to stopping North Korea. Yeah. Okay. You're going to another fucking country who quite arguably is um, has the power to rein in one of the largest uh, formal terrorist government terrorism out there uh, in North Korea. Or dictatorships or, or what dictatorships, have you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, humanitarian violators. Yeah. I mean, a whole host of things. Uh, like, you should fucking take an opportunity to try to make a deal. If possible. Try to make a fucking deal. You're traveling way across the fucking world to do that. Okay? Uh, so, Trump's heading to Vietnam next. Uh, and then he's heading to the fucking Philippines. And he's going to uh, meet uh, Rodrigo Duarte. Rodrigo! Do you know who this guy, the, the president of the Philippines is? Can I share some crazy shit about, about this guy? He's a fucking nutball. He's actually probably crazier than Trump. I know. He is crazier than Trump. Well, obviously, he's... Like, Philippines are a little bit different. They're more lax. I know he kills drug dealers and people who might be associated with drug dealers all willy-nilly. That's basically what he does. He's responsible responsible over 7,000 7, uh, 7, deaths. Wow. But in his own country, because Philippines aren't going to war with anybody. No, they're just killing their own people. Okay, and like he's known, that's what he's known for, just like taking out guns, just to, to killing the drug dealers. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you'd be surprised to know, but his approval rating is actually better than it was coming into office. He's at like a fucking 80% approval rating. You know, like what has to happen in America for you to be at an 80% approval rating? It's like 9 11 type shit. Of course. Like Bush was like 85% approval rating. I don't know who the 15% of people didn't like him. Even I like Bush, I mean, after 9-11. Well, you gotta... You gotta I'm always it. interested in that 15 fucking percent or that weird, like... Yeah. Yeah, who, who, who's, who, who's back there going, no! No, no, no! Even in, a, even in a time of terrorism, you're gonna ask me, no! I'm not doing it. It's just, it's bizarre to me. But anyways, um, he has a 80%, he has a base of 75 to 80%, okay? And this was quoted as one of his uh, voters. He's a man of his... Uh, and I quote, he's a man of his word. He's a man who does what he says he's going to do, says Clarice uh, Santiago, an 18-year-old uh, student from Manila. It's because of him that drug-related crimes have gone down. Popular fucking president. He's going to say, what's up to him? I hope you don't get no fucking ideas. I hope when he goes there, you know, Rodrigo doesn't go. President Rodrigo goes, you know what? You're doing it all wrong, bruh. You got to chop some heads off. What you do is you just chop heads. That's what you do. You just, just fuck it. They'll Let's love you. It. Watch, the, come here. The, here. Bring one in. Bring, bring one. Yeah, bring one in. Him. One in. No, not him. The other one. That one. That's the one. No, give me the smaller one. <laughs> I want the smaller one. You like always you give it the big one last time, and it, 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 it quite embarrassed me. Exactly. He didn't die immediately. I don't want to embarrass Donald Trump. No, not, not in front of Donald Trump. You know, you come here too. <laughs> exactly. You come here too. Exactly. I want both of you here. Exactly. And that's how it happens. That's how Rico does it. Oh my gosh, that's whoo! That was that's some, it. No story's done. That's some it. The news, the news that are was, done. The, 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 that was some news 
for you. Goodness gracious. Let's go ahead and hit into the next segment. We are pulling through quite quickly. There was a lot of news, though. There was quite a lot of news. Let's go ahead and jump into that weekend wrap-up. So, what's up? I had a couple things happen on the weekend. First of all, like you share? know, share. I'm, 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 I'm going to. I'm going to. Let me, let me, give me, give me opportunity. Give me opportunity to share. So on Friday, you know, Anne's called me up. She's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Nothing much." Go down there, hang out with her for a little bit, watch TV, play video games, so forth, so on. Very fun time. But the very next day. I had to make sure I left my house because I had, first of all, some errands to run, all right? But second of all, the thing I was going to do, the kind of the bigger thing I was going to do, well, I was going down to Long Beach, where I live. Yes, you do live in Long Beach. Exactly, to go to the convention center because some of my friends had purchased a ticket for me to go to Complex Con. Sweet! Have you heard of this place? I have heard of Complex, like the magazine? Yes, my boss said he gets Complex Magazine. All right, excellent, excellent, excellent. Complex Magazine is a very cool magazine. And so essentially it was a, it was like a hip-hop art show. There's clothing, there's shoes. There is funny thing about it is that when we were leaving, honestly, and this is going to obviously fast forward and I'm going to go and rewind, but there was people who were sitting outside waiting till the two-day show. The people who were waiting for the next show at like nine o'clock at night, just sitting there waiting in chairs. What? And I was wondering to get, if, to get in. To get in. Wait, they, to get a ticket? No, they already had tickets. Here's the reason why they're, why they're actually doing this. They were doing it because of the fact that you get there early, and there's shoes that are there that are super rare. But if you get there early enough, get there early enough, you'll be the first people in, and you'll have an opportunity to get those shoes. What kind of shoes are they? I don't know. Some kind of crazy Nikes. Oh my God. Or something. I don't. I don't. I don't know a shoe head like that. So I don't really know. Yeah. But the thing is cool is like it was super awesome, obviously. I've been there last year, it's my second year going. At the Long Beach Convention Center. At the Long Beach Convention Center. Um last time I went, I didn't live in Long Beach, but still, either way, it still was really fun. Uh there's so many different cool things there. Like it's just representative of hip hop culture and nerd culture and a lot of different uh venues as well. There's a lot of celebrities that are there. You and I, I think I texted you this actually. Walked around, I'm just walking. Around. Lonzo Ball was there. Lonzo Ball just walked right past me. I'm like, oh, I know that dude. I seen him. Does on, he look big? He's like maybe he's like I would give him two, maybe I give him like six inches over us. Yeah, because he, he is six 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 five six. Yeah, six. see exactly because he was not like oh that guy's a towering inferno. He was just like yeah. No, he wants his big seven foot. You're like wait, this guy's a fucking giant. Yeah, no, no. There's another basketball player who I can't put my finger on because I don't know what he looks like exactly. He might be uh, Kuzma. I don't, you maybe, wouldn't even know. No, I could say like Duke Johnson. You can make a Isaiah Corral, making up names for all I know. Marquise Lee. What I, do. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who these people are. I just name football players. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I just name all football players. I don't know. Not like. one basketball player. Not at all. But anyway, I think the guy would be, might have been a Laker. So this dude who I follow on Instagram, his name is Jay Versace. Um, freaking Wale he was, was rolling with them. No, he's just walking past. No, no, no. Oh. He, 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 all them different groups. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it, okay. freaking um Andre Benjamin, Andre three thousand from Outkast was sitting there. He was just drawing. He was he had a little booth that he was sitting there. Everybody was watching him. Well, just, we were taking photos with him. Yeah, people were taking photos of him, not with him. He was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Drawing and people were just sitting there taking pictures of him. That's dope. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa was there. Like, like people were just everywhere. Like, and then you and then you go online and look at the pictures. Did on, you snap all this? No, I had to like some some pictures, but yeah, you it's not very much. Well, here's the thing about it. I didn't have that much service inside of the convention center. Oh, there's not a lot of service, okay. so it's it's not. They probably had Wi-Fi though. They did, but it was not strong. 
Fuck that. It wasn't that strong. I'm letting yeah. you know right now. The Long Beach Wi-Fi is not that good. No, no, not the not convention. The convention center was no, pretty it, shitty. It's not. It's not. It's not. And then after like the main art show aspect ended, there was a concert. There, actually, there was concerts going on all throughout the day. So like Aesop Ferg and other kind of rappers were there inside of the actual convention center. But at night, NERD with Pharrell. That's what I heard. They were there. They were there, and they were they were they were there. They last got a new year. song. They they have more new song. They have a oh. full new album. Wow. And so what we did was we got you know it's part of the actual ticket to get in you already get a chance to go there but we go to the concert portion of um the convention center and we go in there and we listen to a full-on listening party that happened for the full album so what they would do is they'd have music and they'd have dancers and choreographed stuff going on wow. and they have this, this really cool setup right where they have these trucks not trucks i would say cars they're all lined up in a row in different uh, places and there was a big van in the back and then he also had some cars that were actually sitting in the area where people were like standing, waiting, looking at the show. And people were just sitting there. They took like an hour to get ready, which was took a little while for me. I was getting kind of antsy. But when they finally got there and started everything, the dancers were really sick. Like the choreogra- choreography was really, really cool and tight. And it went really well with all the music. And they would say they had basically a voice that sounded very similar to like Siri. It's like, oh, Track number seven, and they'd say the, the title of the track and say who was featured on the track, and they'd play the track, and then people would dance to it. How many people were there? Uh, must have been thousands. Hundreds, right? Hundreds of thousands. They're performing on stage. Yeah, all, all, all the dancers. Oh, there must have been like 60, 70 people as far as the dancers. Maybe. Oh, uh, they're performing on a stage? They're on a stage. But they're all like in different por- portions of the stage. Now, here's the oh. thing that's really funny. While you were sitting there watching all the people dance, there was, a, like I said, there was the last car in that big kind of semicircle of cars was a van. And there was three people who were just sitting on the on the, on the the van. And we're like, okay, cool. They're just kind of sitting there. You don't know until later on that's Pharrell and NERD. So it's Pharrell wow. and like the other two guys from... The other two guys. I forgot their the names. The Asian dude and then... And the other black dude. The other black dude. I forget the other names right now. What, but the, What's their full name? Oh, no one ever really dies. That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's that, say and, that, and that's what the new album is called, also. Oh. Um, but it was we cool. Back. We yeah, did yeah. The band back. That's right. It was cool because, like, then near the end, he's like, in the, actually in the middle, he started. He came down and recognized, like, oh yeah, it's me. And, you know, letting you guys know what's going on. Like, we really appreciate everything that's happening. It's really dope. Blah blah blah. And then he would do a little performance. He would sit back up there. The the van at one point in time raised up into the sky. The vans. What? All, yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> there was lights on them randomly somehow because the cars look like normal cars and then throughout the course of it you start to realize that these cars are not normal cars they have lights inside of them they have lights on the outside of them it was really really fucking sick like i enjoyed myself immensely it was so much fun it was really really cool i i i appreciate because it was a birthday gift from my friends they just said hey you want expensive? no not really it's like a hundred bucks okay it was a hundred bucks for a day so about how you there for the whole day i was there about the whole day but it was it was really a good time. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself a lot. Good. Yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, I enjoyed myself. Uh, my wife and I had a date night. Ooh. It's always fun. Um, but I just want to talk about real quickly uh, something that we that made our date night pretty awesome. It's called Movie Pass. Johnny, have you heard about Movie Pass? Did we I talk about this? Only because you told me about it. I did, we yes. have not discussed it on the podcast yet, though. So Movie Pass is a subscription service. Okay. It is like Netflix, uh, where, like, you know, Netflix, you can watch as many DVDs as you want and just return them, right? So it's like a Netflix, but for movie theaters. What it allows you to do is for $9.95 a month, you're able to watch one movie a day for the whole month. 
Doesn't matter what movie it is. You know what? I need to get this now because you told me this before, and I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, this is stupid. I, I can't. I can't not have. And this. it doesn't matter what time of day. Um, it does not matter uh, whether the movie came out a week ago, that same day, special preview, whatever. Um, they have mainstream theaters like AMC, uh, Pacific theaters. Uh, uh, where did I go? I went to Cinemark. Cinemark. That's what I go. Cinemark. Cinemark. Okay, perfect. Okay. These are all places that they go. So what you do is um, it's nine ninety five for the whole month. And they give you, it takes about four to six weeks uh, to sign up. Like, because they, they've been so backlogged. You download the app, as you all do with 90% of, you know, media uh, technology now. You download the app, and then you can search the theaters in the vicinity or, or the theaters you want to go to. Uh, you have to select a time. So you put in reservation for the time. And then you, which basically you select what movie you want to. If the theater allows for reserved seating, that works in conjunction with Movie Pass, and you can select your seats uh, there on your phone. And then you make the reservation. Then you go to the theater and actually print out your tickets. All this sounds like that's I, how I works. could totally do any. Here, of this. here is a caveat: is if you want to watch a particular movie. Um, and you want a later time or something, let's say, because ideally, let's say, it's like, oh, three o'clock, I feel like I'll watch a movie. I can go watch a movie. You find the time you walk in, right? Two things. One, you have to be within the proximity of that theater to make a reservation. The idea is they, they, they want you to already be in that area. I don't know what the marketing is. To that. I think it's because it forces you to go to the theater. I don't go know. Go to theater or go to other, I don't, I don't know why they have that piece well, of it well anyway that, but, that caveat works perfectly yeah, because you, I you can walk to, to my theater my, my right. theater is walking distance you have to be within 100 yards oh. so, so like what people will do what I've done is let's say I want to watch a 7 o'clock showing I'll stop by the theater in the afternoon purchase my ticket for the later showing and then just go to the show later gotcha so you can do the same thing perfect okay um, they mail you a MasterCard okay they do that because that's what you use to actually purchase the ticket okay so um, like I said once you make the reservation I go to the kiosk, okay? Um, in this case, I couldn't do the reserved seating on the phone. I went to the kiosk. I chose my movie. We went to watch Thor. I selected 745, went to the machine, typed in, uh, selected my uh, movie I want, 745. Asked for payment. I used the card they gave, which is a MasterCard. I slide it through. Tickets pop out. Mm. That's it. So people are wondering, like, like, how are they making money off this? Right, maybe they're banking on people not going to the movie theaters. Right, I don't know how much a kickback they're giving to the movie theaters because that's bringing in foot traffic to the movie theaters. Right, because movie theaters make money off of your actually buying the concessions. That's right. Yeah, and so um, a lot of uh, uh, big major chains like AMC, who who's contracted with it now, is trying to get out of it or trying to limit it because they're seeing how how popular it is. Um, but the CEO and president of Movie Pass was like, I don't know why they're complaining. They're still getting money. We're, we're, we're paying full value for that ticket, which is true because when I go to the theater, it was $13 for the fucking movie. And I used that MasterCard and it worked fine. Yeah, because yeah, they're the ones paying for it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the second time we went to go watch, because we watched um, Thank You for Your Service and we watched Thor, um, I actually, because I wasn't sure what my wife wanted to see and everything was sold out. So I watched, I bought tickets for Suburbicon. Mm. which is a Matt Damon garbage movie supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got the tickets. I told my wife, my wife's like, oh, let's go try to see something else. So even if we have shittier seats, it's, uh, like, let's not watch that movie. And I was like, okay, cool. So we went back. 
after purchasing movie pass tickets, I just went and took my tickets and exchanged them for uh for thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And the clerk didn't know any difference. The tickets are they look the same as they, if because they were really purchased with the, the they were really purchased. Yeah. The only question is I just don't know how movie pass knows what what movie I chose. Like what if I decide to choose Spider-Man instead of yeah. Thank you for your, you know, Suburbicon. Like, I don't think it knows. I don't know if it cares or not. I don't see why how it would, because, like, movies, for the most part, cost the same amount, unless you're doing, like, a 3D or something like that. But I need to get on this. I really do. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's I, fucking awesome. We saw two movies already this weekend. Because you've seen Thor before me, and I cannot let that stand. Yeah. I cannot. Because it, I, I would not have if I had to pay $13, $14. Yeah, because typically you t- you, you're the one like, oh, I, I can't wait to get to that. And yeah. now you've seen it before me. My, my wife and I are literally, like, just dropping off my daughter to my in-laws. Like, okay, we got to go watch a movie. Bye. We'll drop them off now because it's like, it's so, and there's the, the Cinemark in Downey, which you're not too far from, but that's a beautiful brand new theater and these tickets work for them. The tickets are six, like thirteen seventy five, almost $14. And you're paying $9 a month. What's well, each, right? I'm only one Jelani. Very true. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I got a haircut. You see my new haircut? I do. I I'm looking like at a you. samurai, like ponytail thing I, going on. I'm watching it. I'm, I'm I'm right here in front of it. It's like so weird. So like real quick, when I was at the barber, like I have like dandruff, and it gets dry sometimes. I don't need you tell me all your. I know, but it's your, important because okay. you know he cuts my hair. Okay. And he asked me, he said, "Hey, your hair's kind of long. Like, what are you doing with it?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just growing it out. Mm-hmm. Just keep fading me up." He's like, "Okay, I keep paying him. He keeps fading me. Like, <laughs> it's a good relationship. It's how it works out." Um, the good news is. Uh, I, I, me and him have a good rapport and yeah. I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, so he's cutting my hair and, you know, I have the dandruff and, you know, I give him, you know, money, I pay him, walk out the door and he goes, Hey, Hey, hey. and he literally falls out into the parking lot. He's like, Hey, Pat. I'm like, what's up? He goes, like, I didn't want to like put you on blast in front of people, but bro, I think you have like ringworm on the back of your skull. Oh, like, and I'm all like, what? And he goes, I was like, ringworm. He's like, yeah, look. And I'm like. Bro, that's just my dandruff, man. Uh-huh. Ain't no fucking ringworm. He's all like, oh, good, man. I felt bad, man. I was coming here the whole time thinking, man, this motherfucker got ringworm on his head. And I was like, nah, bro. I'll put some fucking cream on that shit. Put some dandruff shampoo. I got it from my doctor. It's gone. It's gone. You can't see any. Yeah, Does yeah, it look yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that. But the great thing about, like, my barber, though, is, so, you know, dudes, right, when we, when we find a barber, like, we commit, right? For the most it, part, It's like yes. a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, I, you're, you're in it. I only quote unquote got rid of my barber because I moved to Long Beach because I really still every once in a while I, I kind of think about him yeah every once in a while I kind of think about barber's him barber's hard to find I'm like, I'm like what's he doing I wonder you know? uh, dude, dude like I have a friend who's like who barber he's had since he's like 13 years old and, he, and this guy's like he, he fucking cuts tear his garage like he still goes to him he's like 27 it's like ridiculous um, but my barber the best thing about it is he he knows good etiquette he knows proper bar etiquette one of the rules to par- uh, pr- proper etiquette is providing your client with proper service. Of course. Is not fucking talking a lot. Like talking just enough. It's like a bartender. You know, you can shoot the shit. You know, they say barbershop talk, right? Now you can talk about certain things and you can, uh, you know, you can cross certain lines. But most of all, like if your client don't want to talk, he wants to chill, let him chill. Um, how's your barbershop experience? Lonnie? Well, no, I was going to say that we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Like, my barber, she's a uh, woman now. Um, she's really cool. Also, I like her. I, we've actually hung out like like in real life. You know, one time like we went like it was the most random thing. I was like, oh, you go with me, I guess. You know. Um, but anyway, um, but she's like she will talk to me about like her date life things like that. But it's fine because like it's not like I'm really 
going back and forth with it. I'm just kind of like listening while she's cutting my hair. And she does a really good job, so I don't care either way. That's important. Exactly. It's not a situation where she's like necessarily asking me questions like, provide your insight on this, Jelani. Like, you are cutting my mustache right now. I cannot talk to you. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's never happened. It's almost like a dentist when you're fucking doing your teeth and yeah, yeah, just yeah. talking to you. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's never taking place. But just like, you know, just like, oh, yeah. Just like, I'll shoot the shit. But I do expect that, like, I do feel more comfortable because, like, I will tell you this. Like, with my previous barber that I've had for years, I would have, I've spoken to him um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna go collect a hundred words in about twelve years. That wow! I've known him. Like, like it was like, oh yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Yeah. Or or whenever I wanted to change my haircut slightly, I would just give him that particular change, and then he'd go that route until I had another change. Okay. He wouldn't deviate from it at all yeah. until I had a new change. I'm like, yeah. oh, now I want to do it this way. Instead. I want the James Harden look. Oh yeah, exactly. I want the Chris Paul look. Whatever it was, I do it, and then he would always then just go back to that and just say, "All right, this time we're doing this," but no other changes. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Barbara does. Yeah, yeah. But I talked to her a little bit more because, like, I don't know, maybe I feel a little more comfortable. Or in that whole barbershop, it's like I I feel a little less intimidated out of that barbershop than I did in the one that I had previously, even though I had it for years. They seem to be always talking about stuff that I didn't completely gel with. Like mm. it's not. It's funny because like this is something that actually happens a lot. Well, I'll listen to a podcast talk about this real quick, real quick aside. And we're in the weekend wrap up, folks. We'll be there in a minute. <laughs> um, but it's funny because there's some black people who they go to black barbers per se, and like they're not as completely comfortable with it because like maybe they don't feel cool enough to be there. And sometimes I felt that a little bit, so I'd be kind of quiet because like mm. the stuff that they're talking about, like. I don't talk sports. I don't do like if you yeah. think when, when they brought up shit like Game of Thrones, I was in it. I was like, oh, they're talking about he's talking about like fucking um Game of Thrones or Boardwalk Empire. That kind of shit, I, I yeah. pop right in. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got. I, I talk about hip hop stuff. Yeah, I got, good. I got an opinion on that. I got you but, yeah, but you talking about somebody who caught the the third down, the fourth on the fourth player, whatever. Yeah, shit talking that about is. some fantasy stat. You're like, what? I'm like, what are you saying? Stop. Start speaking English. So that's just yeah. me. Yeah, that's all. No, that's that's fair because you know, like, like that's one thing that following sports like it is the ultimate like unifier like it's the ultimate spark of a conversation college sports um college sports or professional sports there was a dude who tried to wash my windows uh when i was at the gas station the other day and he was like oh man uh raiders won huh and i was like they they, they did he's <laughs> oh yeah well you know it's messed up what happened to the dodge mall i know but you know what the Astros, they they needed some kind of win. He's like, yeah, that's right. See, I'm like, that's, oh. But that's in part why we do our next segment. I'm sure. That's exactly the reason why. Exactly. So you can have tools in your tool shed to be able to have conversations. Well, it's in the ether, but you're right. You're right. That's sometimes we had to go and get into them pros in different area codes. I really like how you kind of like slid that in. Cause it's like, oh, I'm gonna talk about. Oh, boom, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have a big segment today, so I won't inundate you. I'm pretty exhausted. I'm still exhausted from the World Series. I I manage too many football and basketball fantasy leagues. I'm just I'm tired right now. I don't know why you have to manage all of them. Like like no one else can manage these things. No, I'm no. I mean, when you no, when you manage, I'm not I'm not the commissioner. I'm only commissioner for one of them. But I mean, manage in the sense where like you're having to coordinate the team. You have to like look at oh, your own team. My own team. I'm the owner, so I'm the owner. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking. I'm the owner, and I have to manage it. You have several leagues. No, I'm sorry. I I, yeah. People got confused about that. Say, oh, you manage? No, I'm only commissioner for one of them. Okay, and even then, commissioner really do shit. You just like follow. You just watch people. That's it. Don't really do much. Um, but anyways, uh, that's why I'm pretty exhausted about that. 
uh, couple stories. Uh, first quick story. Uh, for the first time in uh, New York uh, Marathon history, uh, an American woman won the women's category. It's pretty awesome. Her name is uh, Shalane Flanagan. Uh, she she was the first woman to the first American woman to win the race, uh, and she won it in two hours and uh, twenty six. Two what? Ah. Two hours. Two hours. Twenty six minutes, minutes and fifty three seconds. Why was that so hard for me to do? I that? don't know, but I had this in the copy. I read the copy. Like you gotta come in. Like you, okay, you know what threw me off is the two is spelled out and the numbers are twenty. Like the minutes are twenty six. However, you know what's funny about that? You wrote the shit. I know. <laughs> what the fuck. So um, she's the first American woman to win the marathon in forty fucking years, dude. Pretty good. Hell yeah! It's always some good. European or some African woman who. Or it's not usually African women. It's actually Europeans who actually win the uh, the women's marathon. Well, see, it's good that finally somebody from America won. That means we're now the fastest in the world. That's not true. We're the fastest in the world. Complete. False Thank you, Miss Flanagan, for making us the fastest ever on the planet of <laughs> the just earth. So stupid, what you're saying. Okay, so the next story is, um, you know, uh, Leandro Ball. You know who he is? I do. He was the brother of Lonzo Ball, who I saw pass by. Yeah. Yes. Um. Uh, he's a middle child. Ah. You know, I'm middle children. He's not the, and he's not even the best. He's probably the worst basketball player out of the three brothers. Because the little one's all, all sick and swaggy, and then Lamelo. Yeah, okay, Lamelo, and then the, the, the Lonzo. He's he's obviously in real basketball, and then there's just, just just Leangelo, just out there yeah. being Leangelo. So he's he so he's at UCLA playing basketball, um, but he's actually in China right now. Did you know about that? I knew that something happened in China. He was arrested in China along with three other UCLA basketball players for shoplifting. At a Louis Vuitton store. Let me ask you, Jelani. When you think of imitation knockoffs, where do you think they come from? Are you trying to throw out a stereotype right now? Where do you think they come from? Probably China. I, I, I don't know why in my mind when he said Louis Vuitton, China, I thought, why, why would they be selling the person part still imitation? <laughs> That's a really good point, but also like yeah, exactly. Because if you're going to steal, why would you steal in another country? Like for whatever reason, some people are under the impression that they'll be in less trouble if they go to another yes, country. Yes, that's steal, so true. Which is the complete opposite of true. You're in more trouble because you're not in your country. You can talk to people in your. You can talk to your people. You can say, oh yeah, you know, it was a misunderstanding, or even a fucking lie. You can do all kinds of shit when it's your people. You go to another country, they don't play that shit. They don't know you. Oh, you are fuck. You are no one to them. That's very true. Like if I was gonna commit a crime, do it in the U.S. If you're gonna do it, or please. do it in fucking Sweden or some Euro- Western European country. I just say stick with pick your own if if possible. Don't if fucking do it in like China or in Thailand. Don't you dare go to fucking oh, no, Thailand. No. no, you better be a law-abiding you, citizen. You've never seen a fucking Thai prison before. It's fucking awful. Don't do it. Like even dogs don't want to go. Don't do to it to Thai prisons. Don't do it. Yeah. So um. So what happened is that uh they were they at first we, we when the story first came out they're like oh shit like what's gonna fucking happen right uh well it turns out that uh the Chinese authorities said that they would be on 20 days house arrest and will receive a permanent banishment from China. How do you get house arrest while you're in China? Because they were, because uh, I think they're there for like tournaments. Oh, so they leave them there. Yeah. And so, because uh, they were caught stealing on Tuesday in the city of Hangzhou. 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 All right. 
So now you kicked out of China also. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah just, just so you know. So all right. Because apparently you don't know these things, all right? And okay. I, I'm just asking you, why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? I am getting better with the segues. The segues, I don't know if you're tossing up these like underhand or what, but I'm loving it because like, like you had a situation where you said the thing wrong so I could say you didn't know it. And then I went in. That's, that's the last segment. I'm not going to sit in harp on what happened last segment. We're in a new <laughs> segment now. That's all right. So, Patrick, question for you. Uh, in the field of the professional wrestling, all right, there are obviously... There's no such thing as a wrestling. Professional, professional wrestling. All right. There is obviously tag team matches. Everyone knows about tag team matches. All right. Everything knows about yes, tag team matches. I know tag team matches. You know, the premise is there's two people and you can have tagged in or tagged out and have the person be a legal man. My question for you is this. What is a hot tag? What's a hot tag? I don't know why I was thinking like hot dog at first. I was like hot dog. Well, it's not hot a hot dog. Hot dog. Get you a hot dog. It's a hot tag. Get your hot dogs. Um... Fucking hot tag. What is a hot tag in wrestling? Okay, I'm going to take a stab at it. Maybe a hot tag is like when they tag the person, but they don't immediately come out. And they do like this this move. like they, It's like, why is this motherfucker not coming out yet? Why is he still they're doing this powerful move because they tagged him, but he's not actually out? Like it's not an immediate tag because they're like a normal tag. It's like, tag, okay, cool, I'm out. But a hot tag is when like they go again, they choreograph, they do the move, and then he gets out. Is that a hot tag? That was that was wrong. <laughs> it sounds like it could be a hot tag. No, but the thing that's funny to me is like it sounds like the opposite of a hot tag. Oh, <laughs> knowing what a hot tag is, which <laughs> okay, is fine. Okay. Because like what a hot tag actually would be. All right, let's break down a little bit for you. Okay, okay. so in tag matches, obviously wrestling is fake for anybody who didn't know. All right, um, and what happens is. To get the crowd, so in. our TV shows exactly. No, I <laughs> know exactly. You're right. That's why I still watch it. Um, like I like watch television shows. If they say wrestling, the wrestling show, I think it would be like people get it more. People don't because I, no, I they don't get it. Okay. Sometimes I watch it at work and people are like, well, I don't understand because like they'll watch it's it. It's fake, like, right? No, That's no, the no, first thing. No, no. no. They, I've actually had people was like, what is fake? Because they're watching me watch it and they see people falling down, and getting hurt. Like, well, what's fake? I was like. Well, the outcome is fake. The people, their bodies are real, so they and the characters are fake. Yeah, the characters are obviously fake. They don't, yeah. they don't hate each other like that. But in wrestling, all right, you have a tag match, and you'll have a scenario that takes place what quite often in tag matches where it's called the uh, someone in peril. So one of the people will basically be in peril where you'll have half of the ring cut off, where one guy is getting beat up. And the, the other team keeps tagging in and out over and over and over again to make sure they always have their fresh man in while oh. the person who's not fresh is getting beat up, beat up, beat up. Now, here's the, the part where the hot tag comes in. The person getting beat up over and over again, he's, like, down on his luck. He's like, fuck, he's not... If, he, if it was a video game, which they obviously have wrestling video games, if he was a video game, his life would be really, really low. Oh. Like, oh, shit, if this guy takes a pin... He's going down because he's been beat up so fucking much by two guys while the other person on the other side of the ring cannot get in because he's not been tagged in. And then you have a situation where somehow, someway, against all odds, the guy who's been getting hurt, somehow, someway, jumps and reaches and tags his partner. And that tag partner 
runs in and starts beating the other two guys up really, really fast, that's a hot tag because we've been waiting he's for like, it. He's on fire. Exactly. He's like, it's like, nobody can stop him. You can't get because yeah. he's he's the freshest out of everybody. Because yeah. at least the other two were going in and out. This guy's been sitting here waiting this whole time. So when he finally gets his tag in, he basically can take those two guys out almost all by himself because mm. he's on fire. Exactly. It's a hot tag. Hot tag, hot dog, hot dog, get your hot dogs. That's, that's, oh, sure. Get your hot dog, hot dog, hot dogs. That's, that's one way to look at it. That's how, I, that's how I see it. Well, thank you. Hot tag. Mm-hmm. Now All you right. know. So, Jelani, um, you should know this. You should absolutely fucking know this. Like, when I typed this out, I thought to myself, I was like, I hope he knows this. Um, Jelani, how does an and one play occur? It is when you make a shot and you are fouled in the middle of the shot, and so you get the chance to make a free throw shot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for me, more than anything else, I wanted people who don't know what an N1 is to know what an N1 is. Um, that was the reason I put this in, because um, my wife doesn't know what an N1 is. Mm. She doesn't watch sports. Uh, my daughter yells, N1, because um, she hears me yell it, but she says it during football. Um, so... I thought to myself, there's folks there, there, there there's, a, there's a brand of shorts and athletic company called, it's called And One. There's a fucking dunking tournament of videos called And One, right? But I'm sure, Lonnie, there's somebody who don't know what And One is. And now they do. Now they do. And now they do. So I'm glad you knew that, Lonnie, because oh, no, no. it, it would just be done. Yeah, it would just be. Of course. But I knew because of the other things, because like, I don't like sports per se, but I do like those And One videos, and I like like cool aspects. Like, if you show me a highlight video, I'm all about highlight videos. Mm-hmm. I just don't care about teams i don't care who wins yeah. all those other aspects that really get you into sports is what i actually don't care about like the athleticism and what they're doing like that shit is dope like i have no problem well, with that i just don't care well, that's you, what it is you know what you could appreciate it more because what i've learned to appreciate about sports is that it's very much about the narrative it's and, like a storyline and, and, and i know right. that yeah one of my friends actually gave me some direction for the podcast way earlier he was like talk about the fact that Sometimes sports has a very similar storyline to wrestling. I'm like, I do notice that actually, because there, yeah. there is like a a a, a, a tra- trajectory that happens, and you can notice that. I totally understand that. I just don't care, but I see it and I can recognize it. Yeah, and I, and, yeah. and, and in spurts, I can. I, when we used to love the guy, I can watch it with you. Right. I just will never watch by myself because like yeah. it will never matter well, that much. You have to, me. to care about. You have to be vested in what's going on. Then that's my point. You, know, you don't need a fucking team. Oh, you need a fucking team. That's like, you don't need a fucking team. But you have to be vested in some way. You have to be vested in some way, yeah. right? Um, for me, the biggest launch pad was, um, was fantasy sports. Yeah, which makes so sense. So I played fantasy sports. I was like, that's it. Because you have to know every player. You have to know the narrative. So you're forced into understanding what's going on in the association or the league. So, um, yep. Why don't you know this? Cool, 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 cool. Why do you have to say that it's cool so many times? I got that from Fucking watching. Putting I got, a limit. I got that from. I got that from watching Community. So I say cool, cool, cool. Typically, but that's so. That's where that came from. So sometimes I'll say it several times. That's all it is. You can't. <laughs> okay. I mean, because you know that's the part of pop culture that I'm really a, 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 a <laughs> fan of. And speaking of pop culture, let's go ahead and get in that dirty pop. Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. And that dirty pop. Uh. I put I put bumpers in for us. We, no, we, no, we don't need that. We have in sync that we, we we stole and we put him in there. You don't need. I don't need you to sing it. Stop that. So there is a still fallout from the Harvey Weinstein um, debacle. It's never going to stop, which is fine. Lonnie, remind people what happened with Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein has 
um, had a several um, bunch of accusers talk about his misconduct sexually with them, basically uh, exchanging sexual favors for having um, lucrative acting roles and things of that nature. And people finally got fed up and started ousting him about it. And fortunately, no one started accusing the accusers of lying and bullshit like that. And people started taking notice. And as a result of that, it has now been just on fucking fire with how many people out in Hollywood are just dirty fucking dogs. You hear about the Charlie Sheen story? You know no, what? I don't know about Charlie Sheen. I'll story. tell you about. You tell me the story that you already wrote, and I'll tell you the Charlie Sheen story. Well, you know the Charlie Sheen story is not that surprising. I'm whatever gonna, it is, whatever you're gonna fucking say, I'm just saying right now. I don't might, know the story. It, it, it might end up being, but keep, okay. keep going. Go hey, this is pretty fucking bizarre. Yeah. Okay, uh, Louis C.K. You know who that is? Yes, I do. The famous comedian. Yes. Shows on Netflix. I think Emmy Award winning show, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. On FX, right? Mm-hmm. So this fucking creep, okay, and why is fucking old creepy white dudes? Be- we talked about this last week. Why is it all the old creepy white dudes? It's a power thing, I'm telling you. It's ridiculous. So here's how the story goes down, okay? There's a story about Louis C.K. over some sexual antics he, he did in front of women. I'll break it down. In 2002, a Chicago comedian duo named De- uh, Dana Min Goodman and Julia Wolove landed their big breaks uh, at a chance to perform at the U.S. Comedy Arts Festival in Aspen, Colorado. When Louis C.K., uh, they met them, invited them to hang out in his hotel room for a nightcap um, after their late night show, uh, they didn't think twice about it. Uh, the bars were closed, and so they wanted to celebrate. They admired Louis C.K., and he was a comedian that they, they really wanted to hang out with. Um, the women thought they'd be together, um, and his intentions, his intentions seemed harmless, Jelani. Well, it turns out, as soon as they sat down in his room, um, they still had their winter jackets on and their fucking hats, okay, Jelani? Louis C.K. asked if he could take out his fucking penis. Can I take out my penis, he says. The women say, they, they fucking joked and they laughed it off, thinking like, okay, it's a fucking joke, right? And then he fucking, and this is what she, she quotes, and then he, and then he really did it. Ms. Goodman said in an interview with the New York Times, and I quote, he proceeded to take off his clothing and get completely naked and started masturbating. Just start jerking off right in front of him. Like, let me, I'm just fucking, I'm doing it. Okay. Now in 2003, Abby Scheidt, Sh- how do you say that, her name? Shoshner? Shoshner? Shoshner called Louis C.K. to invite him to one of her shows. And during a phone conversation, she said she could hear him masturbating as they spoke. Another comedian, Rebecca Corey, said that while she was appearing with Louis C.K. on a television pilot, he asked if he if he could masturbate in front of her. And there's no comment from Louis C.K. And you know what's funny? Before this even happened, I've heard about rumors about this already. About him? About him. No, about him doing exactly that thing. I've heard about these, this stuff already. It's funny how you realize that sometimes you hear these rumors way earlier than the big stuff start popping up. I've heard this exact rumor about him. That he'll basically, sometimes he'll invite people into his, his actual dressing room and block the door so he can masturbate in front of people. I've heard this. It's a thing. People, that's a, like a thing. People well, like, it's like, I like, I love, I love toes. I love feet. Yeah, but yeah, this is apparently his thing. Because I've literally heard sexual this deviant yeah exactly i've literally heard this from him so a quick fallout on thursday um the premiere of louis ck uh i love you daddy was abruptly canceled um and he also had an appearance on stephen colbert's show and it got canceled too because like, people that. are He's like radioactive. yeah exactly exactly because people because radioactive people do not want and that's the thing that's really crazy about this like i put a post on facebook like maybe you should actually let people have consent because what's happening is that the shit's going it's getting real bad 
because everybody thought they could do whatever the fuck they wanted, and they're all starting to realize, no. Who does that? They do. And that's the thing. I like, realized that's his first fucking time. No. Like, like, like I said, I've heard the room before. Something have had to happen, and he goes, oh, shit. They cool with it. Exactly. There, there had to be a point or instance when he did, and they were just like, oh, man. It's not weird. Like, you well, are cool with well, that. Well, no, no one said anything. It didn't get out. But how do you get out? If you just start, do you just like, ha, 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 and just like look the other way? No, you just like, I just like, I do like, I know they said something, but I didn't get far enough up the chain. Because like I said, I've heard stuff before. Yeah. It's just sometimes it just didn't go far enough up the chain. Real quick. All right. And then you're going to get to the Kevin Spacey part. But the, but the, and then I got a personal story. Ooh, okay. Perfect. Um, But the real quick Charlie Sheen thing. Apparently, I don't know if you remember Corey Haim. Yeah, of course. All right, so on the film Lucas, which is a very old 80s Love that movie. Fucking love that movie. All right, well, I'm going to ruin the movie for you right now, unfortunately. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Apparently, this is apparently, this is apparently, all right? Uh, allegedly, I should say. Allegedly. Allegedly. When Charlie Sheen was like in his 20s or something and Corey Haim was about 13, apparently he raped him. This is what oh, this no. is what this is what the, this is what the reports are saying now. It's like that 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 this dude was messing with a little kid, and that's what kind of the reason why Corey Hammond is not not with us to this day. He, he's all fucked up. Yeah, and apparently Corey Feldman, who's still alive, knew and like, about it. He didn't know about it. He's like he's like no, it wasn't even just him. Like lots of people tried to rape us or did rape us while we were kids. What? This is what Corey Feldman says. He thought it's oh. like it's like this is what this is what we had to deal with, and 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 Corey couldn't other Corey couldn't deal with it. They hit, hit all the drugs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it happened. It was, that shit's fucking heartbreaking. Fucking Hollywood, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, make me want to fucking cry. Yeah. So, these fucking dicks, right? These fucking assholes. Um, uh, Kevin Spacey update, okay? He got cut out of a movie recently um, because, you know, the shit keeps falling, going downhill for him. Uh, it was actually a movie called All the Money in the World. Uh, it was supposed to actually come out next month. So when it when it when it actually when movie actually is supposed to come out next month, like post production's already been done, like they they finished it. It's just like they got they got all the marketing in, all this stuff. Like it's been done. This movie is a wrap, right? It's been done months ago. Uh, well, they decided that um they're gonna cut his ass out. So it's the director Ridley Scott decided to give you know to cut him, um, and he's gonna reshoot all the scenes with another actor, uh, Christopher Plummer, um, before next month's release. He's just randomly <laughs> gonna grab Christopher Plummer and say, "Look, oh, yeah, Christopher you're gonna fucking just play this one role. I, I need you to learn this role in a month." How do you cut out a fucking actor? I, I bet you Kevin Spacey isn't just some like he probably has a big role. I, I maybe not, but maybe also not. have to also have to match the the color correction because when you have a scene in the movie, like you have a certain a certain look that's created in certain movies, so you have to do color correction, all that stuff in a month before the movie comes out. Good luck. Good luck with all that. Wow. Um, so, um, I have a real quick story about some of the fallout. Um, my, my former boss, actually, um, uh, an elected official has come under some scrutiny. Oh, wow. Uh, are the Sacramento Bee, uh, one of the newspapers, um, actually wrote a story about him. Um, and they talk about how he used to invite young women back to his place to review resumes, um, including, you know, like let's say he's interviewing people. They'd, uh, uh, they'd invite him back. Um, and on the night of a party at the nightclub, at this one nightclub, um, a woman who used to work for him said that he tried to offer them drinks and he has a pattern of inappropriate behavior with the, um, with the young intern. Wow. And it goes into, you know, 
you know, it goes into on and on talking about some accusations and how staff try to cover it up and a whole bunch of stuff. But um, it's pretty uh, it's pretty fucking awful. And I just saw on Twitter right now that some news reporter uh, was talking about Kevin Spacey again, saying that he tried to proposition her son. So it's like it's everywhere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. That story came out like a day ago. Um, so another story I want to talk about is, um, the Greek life. Delon, were you in a fraternity? <laughs> I was, I went to a freaking art school. <laughs> okay. So, uh, no more Greek life at Florida State University. Uh, the president of the university is shutting it down. Florida State University grand, uh, excuse me. Eh, what's wrong with me today? I can't get it. I don't know. You implies. seem like a oh, terrible, terrible host. Befuddled. Florida State University banned Greek life. The move came after a freshman pledge died on Friday. He was found unresponsive um, in the morning after a house party. Police say that alcohol may have been involved. Then yesterday, another F, uh, Florida State University frat member was arrested for selling cocaine. The two incidents prompted the university to make this move. And FSU's president says that, a, quote, a new normal for Greek life, end quote, is needed if they're going to bring back Greek life. The university president, John Thrasher, said the strict new regulations would stay in place until students in the Greek system made a commitment to change their behavior and accepted a new norm. Almost all aspects of Greek life were ordered to stop, including chapter meetings, social events, and philanthropy. This is what the president said. The message is not getting through. There must be a new culture and our students must be full participants in creating it. The sweeping restrictions prohibit fraternities and sororities from participating in intramural activities, partying, tailgating, and other universities' homecoming events next week. Damn. The university also banned alcohol at events with 700 other student organizations outside the Greek system. Damn. The university will allow students who live in fraternities and sorority houses to remain there, um, but it's an awful, awful fucking disaster right now with, with uh, the Greek life. Yeah, well, it seems and this could dangerous. be copied over and over again. If this continues to happen to other colleges, I mean, presidents like other college presidents are not going to take it. They'll be like, you know what, fuck that. If, if Florida State University can do, they're a big fucking school. And I understand that, but the, the fact of the matter is, like, you can have a situation where you go to school and it's not safe to be there, or because like, what's going to happen is the, the fire comes down on the school administration, and so they're like, all right, fine, well, it's on us, and we're going to do something about it. Yeah, right. Uh, last story, real quick: birth control reduces risk of cancer, Jelani. All of it? Specifically IUD. Oh, okay. And not all cancer, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's um, actually a new study was found that IUDs may reduce the risk of cervical cancer. I uh, IUDs, uh, birth control device, are birth control devices that are stay in your, you know, that get put in there and they stay there for, you know, years. Um, they're more than ten years. Yeah, they're more than ninety nine percent effective. Uh, researchers dug into the data and found that women who use IUDs were more than 30% less likely to have cervical cancer. 30 fucking percent, almost mm. half. 30%, a third, a that's third. Not, that's not bad. Um, they think this is because IUD promotes an immune response that fights HPV, the leading cause of cervical cancer. Uh, if someone said I had to take breath, uh, uh, birth control because it would give me a 30% less chance of me having ball cancer, Done. I'm taking it. I'm doing and they, it. And they probably would do that. But you know what? What you weren't going to do is make anything easier for birth control because women don't deserve any rights. So I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? Listen here, Donald Trump. Exactly. 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 Listen here. It's ridiculous. Oh my Give me God. Jelani back. Mm-hmm. I will. I will. And Jelani has something to say when he gets on that. So bye. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Take a flamethrower to this place. 
Will you stop? I will take a flamethrower to this place. I have the bumpers that are in <laughs> the show that are already. He just said it. He just said it. Why are you repeating what he just said? He just finished saying it. Because I'm angry. I don't understand you. I don't understand Arr. you. I'm gonna let you know right now. I can't deal with it getting dark so early. It's weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. You know what's funny? Like in a month or two, I'll be fine. But right now, it's weird. I look outside and I was like, it is only four o'clock. Why is the sun gone? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah. I can't deal I'm with like, it. I'm like, I need to be home. I'm at work. It's like 4 30. I'm like, why am I still here? I feel like I, I've lost energy. Like I, at work, I feel like I don't want to go. I feel like I want to go home immediately. Yeah. I, it gets like 4 35. And I'm just like, I, I need a nap. I need to. To go to bed. The daylight savings time only works for like the first two days because you feel great because you got that extra fucking hour in. But then after that, it's like, oh, it's miserable. Yeah. 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 And California is beautiful. And Southern California is beautiful when it's light out. Like, and, and, and it's antiquated, honestly, in general. We don't farm no more. At least we don't farm like the way we used to. You yeah. don't need this shit. You don't need daylight savings. We it's, don't need to save money anywhere. Not, it's, not, it's not necessary. It's not doing anything for nobody, but it, we just it's tradition. It's tradition. So, I mean... I don't know what, what accent that was. It's it sounded, tradition. It's it a little bit of Irish and a little bit of Indian. It's both of those. A little bit racist. Um, but let me tell you about the little thing. It's not really a big rant. It's real quick. Um, PDAs. Public displays of affection. What about them? People hold fucking hands all the time, right? They want to hold hands. I want to show my affection to to, to, to the world. So we're going to lock fucking hands and walk down the street hand in hand. Cool. Right? When people are walking around or in the opposite direction you are, you need to open your fucking hands. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, this is the weirdest fucking shit. Okay? It's like, they are walking down this... I'll give example. I know what you're going to say A young couple is walking down the fucking street, cute as fuck. Okay. I'm walking towards them. Mm -hmm. They know I'm walking towards them. Right? Prepare. Disengage. Unlock the hand. Disengage. Unlock it. Bring it back in if you need to. It'll be fine. So many times I'm walking down and they're like, we're like doing this dance because they don't know how to like walk around me because they're like one full unit now. Right? (laughs) Because like the two arms like kind of like attach themselves. I can't. I can't. I can't make a part. So I'm like, why are you? What? What's going on? And, you know, I can understand that because it's kind of like my daughter and I. I have a lot of experience with this, right? When you have a toddler, you're holding their fucking hand permanently. This makes a little more sense in your scenario versus their scenario. But okay, right. continue. But I have a lot of experience at being able to maneuver other human beings around and know what obstacles I wear. You can grab and pick her up if you want to. Yeah. They, they can do that. They are two grown independent individuals. They don't seem that way. The hands are locked in. And I, and, and, and I don't move, Jelani. My expectation is that they unlock the bridge, break it up, and bring it back together again. If they want to do that. Or walk to the fucking side so that no one gets in your way. Yeah. But sure enough, if you go and walk in a complete unit like that, you will bump into somebody. It will happen. So people out there who like to hold fucking hands, when people are coming the opposite direction, the lock can be broken. It can It should be, be broken. broken. Unlock the arms. Release the gate so people can walk the fuck through. Because if I'm walking on the street... You are walking into my crotch. Okay. Exactly. It's happening. I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Your job to move, people. That makes your job sense to, to me. It's just it's just these are simple things. You don't you don't have like you don't have you're not Hold your fucking a, hand, but don't obstruct fucking people's walking ability. You're, you're That's not all I'm saying. You're not asking for a lot, Patrick. You're I not really don't for a lot. You're not, Please don't. You're not, you're not, you're not. I understand. I understand. Patrick, what was that the black tie affair? That's a black tie fair, baby. It's a Rizap. episode number. That's not even a Rizap. Rizap is a that people <laughs> no. say that. 
people say that. You're is black. It? You should be something more creative than that. I'm going to say Rizap. That sounds something like Ralph Northam would say. Ralph Northam, <laughs> Ralph Northam would never say Rizab, that. Rizak, that's what he no, would say. No. Ralph Northam would never say that. <laughs> Ralph Northam would think that I was <laughs> I was under some kind of spell when I would say something like that. Ralph Northam wouldn't know anything about that at all. Anyway, motherfucker. Uh, anyway, that is our show. Thank you once again for listening. We will be back next week for more of that hotness. Continue to retweet, continue to post, continue to share, continue comments, to listen. Give us love like you've been doing. We love it. Every single one of you guys out there, we appreciate it. Just to let you know, real quick program alert, next couple of weeks, Uh-oh, program when Thanksgiving alert. comes up, might it be is. a little bit weird on the scheduling. It, hey, we got families. Might be weird. You got families, we got families. Let's let you know. That's how, how it works. But you know, Y'all know how November works. You know how November gets down. Well, anyway, that's it for us, Patrick. I think it's for time for us to say... Peace. That's a wrap. <laughs>